0: Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast. The P40 Ministries podcast is a simple, engaging, step-by-step explanation of the Bible. It's the perfect place for you to build a consistent Bible reading routine with me and The podcast is pretty interesting, if I do say so myself. Grab your cup of coffee and read along with the podcast. In fact, go through the entire Bible with me. Today, we will be reading out of the book of Genesis. Well, that is certainly an intro that is going to wake everybody up, isn't it? I was getting really, really tired of my old intro. I really liked it, but also I was tired of the track and tired of my voice and (laughs) tired of all sorts of things. So I really wanted to record a new intro and I was looking for tracks to put behind my voice, and I didn't know exactly what I wanted. So let me just tell you the story real quick. I was looking online. I found that track, the one I played at the beginning there. I was like, this is so cool. This is great. This is exactly what my podcast needs. So I sent a sample of the track before I purchased it to my husband and my husband's family, and then my parents and my sister, and every single one of them were like, No, no, Jen, that is not going to work for your podcast. You do not have an announcer sort of voice. And I was like, you're wrong. This is going to sound so cool. This is exactly what it needs. So I purchased the track and I found out that they were right. I do not have an announcer sort of voice and I never should have wasted my money on that track, but I have to use it. And I'm really sorry, guys. I have to use it because I purchased it and I can't really let them know that they're right. And... (laughs) But I will record another one soon. But today we are in Genesis chapter 29 verses 1 through 14. So grab your Bible and your cup of coffee. Let's go ahead and start reading these verses. I am going to be reading out of the Living Bible Translation or the TLB this morning. Jacob traveled on, finally arriving in the land of the east. He saw in the distance three flocks of sheep lying beside a well in an open field, waiting to be watered, but a heavy stone covered the mouth of the well. The custom was that the stone was not removed until all the flocks were there. After watering them, the stone was rolled back over the mouth of the well again. Jacob went over to the shepherds and asked them where they lived. At Haran, they said, Do you know a fellow there named Laban, the son of Nahor? We sure do. How is he? He's well and prosperous. Look, here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. Why don't you water the flock so they can get back to grazing? Jacob asked. They'll be hungry if you stop so early in the day. We don't roll away the stone and begin the watering until all the flocks and shepherds are here, they replied. As this conversation was going on, Rachel arrived with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And because she was his cousin, the daughter of his mother's brother, and because the sheep were his uncles, Jacob went over to the well and rolled away the stone and watered his uncle's flock. Then Jacob kissed Rachel and started crying. He explained about being her cousin on her father's side and that he was her aunt Rebecca's son. She quickly ran and told her father Laban, and as soon as he heard of Jacob's arrival, he rushed out to meet him and greeted him warmly and brought him home. Then Jacob told him his story. Just think, my very own flesh and blood, Laban exclaimed. Now I just realized that the Living Bible translation ends the verse going into verse 15. (laughs) It says, after Jacob had been there about a month, Laban said to him, but I don't want to get into what Laban and Jacob are going through right now. So I'm just going to say that verse 14 ends at Jacob was there for a month. Let's just say it ends there. A lot of the other versions I was reading, that is where it ended. But I did like the Living Bible translation for this because it was a little bit more human. One thing I found really interesting is the fact that the Hebrew language at this time did not have a word for yes. And that was really odd for me to think about. I'm just so used to if someone asks me a question, just saying yes or no, but at this time in Hebrew language, there was no word for yes. So a lot of times the translations, if you read some of the older ones or some of the ones that are translated from the older ones, for example, the KJV or the ESV or the WEB versions, the language is kind of odd to us because there is no yes or no. Whereas in verse five of the living Bible translation, they translate yes as we sure do. (laughs) And when you're reading the Bible, remember that. Remember that the Hebrew language did not have a word for yes. So sometimes the conversations might seem a little bit unnatural to us because They're not able to just say, yes, this is what I know, or yes, you know, answer to the question. They have to kind of get around it. For example, later on in Exodus, Pharaoh's daughter finds Moses in the basket, and Miriam, Moses' big sister, asks Pharaoh's daughter if she wants her to find a nurse for the baby. And rather than Pharaoh's daughter just saying, yes, please do, she says, go. And that was the Hebrew way of getting around the fact that they didn't have a word for yes. In that case, go meant yes. So we see the same thing here when Jacob is speaking to these shepherds. So finally, in verse 1, Jacob is arriving in Haran. And remember, this was many, many miles away from his homeland. This was hundreds of miles away. So this would have taken him a really long time of traveling. Let's say if Haran was about 600 miles away from Jacob's land, and Jacob traveled about 20 miles per day, that would have taken him 30 days of travel just to get to Haran. And that's if he's really booking it. Like, I don't know if I could travel 20 miles in a day, but maybe I could. (laughs) But we find out here, he finally arrives in Haran and he finds out he's in Haran because he's asking these herdsmen, he's like, so where are you guys from? And they say, Haran. So he now knows that he is near Haran. And these sheep were lying around this well and there was this big stone that covered the well. So, Jacob is wondering about this custom because he asks in verse 7, he's like, why aren't you guys watering your flocks so that they can get back to grazing? They're going to be super hungry if you guys stop them from grazing. The shepherds were like, well, this is the custom. We roll away the stone and then once all the shepherds arrive, then the sheep can drink, the shepherds go on their way, and then the stone is rolled back to the well. So, Who knows how long this could have taken every single day for these sheep to get the water. And then Jacob asks the shepherds, do you guys know of this guy named Laban? And the shepherds are like, yeah, we know him. He is alive and well. And actually his daughter, Rachel, is now coming. She's over there in the distance. She's coming with her flocks of sheep and she is a shepherdess. Jacob sees Rachel coming, realizes that it's his cousin and also that she's kind of pretty. And he goes and shows off for her by rolling the stone away, this very heavy stone, all by himself. Now, many people believe that Jacob almost had these superhuman strong powers, but there's a lot of reasons that I personally believe that is not the case. First off, he was a man. He was not a superhero. Secondly, um, it's possible that many of these shepherds were actually boys because that was the custom at the time. Uh, shepherds were often boys. And it's possible that it was harder for them to roll the stone away. But Jacob, if he's a stronger guy, could have rolled the stone away more easily. And he might have been showing off a little bit for this Rachel girl that he kind of liked. So he rolls this stone away. He tells Rachel about his journey and that he is her aunt's son. Now Rachel probably knew about her aunt Rebecca and how Rebecca had gone and married a very prosperous and rich man. So she probably knew this story. She's also fascinated by Jacob's story because she goes and runs and tells her father Laban. So Laban immediately comes out, greets Jacob warmly, and has him come and stay in the house. And he has him stay for a whole month. So this was very generous of him. And Jacob was probably doing some work for Laban as well. And we remember from the last time we encountered Laban, when Isaac was going to marry Rebecca, that Laban is kind of a shifty sort of character. He knows Jacob is going to inherit all of Isaac's wealth. Remember that Laban is very money-minded very shady um he likes to not necessarily play by the rules so it's possible that with his kindness that he's showing to jacob here he is trying to get a little bit more but that's not necessarily the case that is just my point of view on that one jacob ends up staying there for a full month so we will talk more about this on Wednesday. Join me then 6 a.m. for another episode out of this chapter. But also you can join me tomorrow 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew. I do New Testament episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then Old Testament episodes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So join me for both. They're both important. I think they're both great. And the Bible is a book. Everything ties in with each other. And you might be wondering how Jacob ties into Jesus, but actually he does. No spoilers. <laughs> but, faithful listeners, I'm going to ask that you rate this podcast five stars from whatever listening platform you are on. Now, of course, with the intro I had today, I don't exactly deserve five stars. <laughs> It's not a good intro, but if you guys could continue to support me, that'd be so appreciated. And thank you guys so much once again. I will see you tomorrow. Happy listening and God bless.